Welcome to the best kept secret video cast and podcast from Centricity. If you're a B2B service professional, use our five-step process to go from the grind of chasing every sale to keeping your pipeline full with prospects knocking on your door to buy from you. We give you the freedom of time and a life outside of your business. Each episode features an executive from a B2B services company sharing their provocative perspective on an opportunity that many of their clients are missing out on. It's how we teach our clients to get executive decision makers to buy without being salesy or spammy. Here's our host, the co-founder and CEO of Centricity, Jay Kingley. I'm Jay Kingley, co-founder and CEO of Centricity. Welcome to another episode of our Best Kept Secret Show, where I'm happy to welcome John Christie of TAB Eastern Kansas. The Alternative Board, or TAB, provides peer advisory boards, one-to-one coaching, workshops, and speakers to help small business owners and leaders achieve their business goals. And John is based in Kansas City. Wait for it, Kansas. John, welcome to the show. Jay, thank you very much. I'm thrilled to be here and look forward to this discussion. Pleasure. You know, John, just earlier today, in fact, um, I have a commercial relationship with a, uh, a vendor of ours and their service was down and I reached out to them. It took them forever for them to respond. And of course, on their website, they're indicating everything is hunky-dory, 100% uptime, no issues whatsoever. I beg to differ with them. Uh, took their sweet time to get back to me. And they said, oh, now we're up and running. And I said, that's great, but why didn't you indicate that on your status board? And of course, they ignored me, not a question they want to answer. Now, I'm sitting here saying, what an absolutely horrible customer experience. I'm even starting to think about maybe there has got to be an alternative. I'm not saying people are perfect, but can we at least be honest? Can we at least be transparent? And can we at least be somewhat responsive? I mean, just the basics. And I'm struck that this is not unusual when we're all sitting here with our customer hat on. So John, my question for you is, what is so hard about getting customer experience right? The hardest thing starts at the very beginning, Jay, because most companies don't even realize they're in the customer service business to begin with. And you know, that's that's the crazy thing when you think about it, everybody has customers. I don't care if you're a law firm or a heating and cooling firm, you have customers you have to serve and you have to understand how to serve them the right way. And that's that's really where it begins. And that's where companies start to fall apart because they just don't realize that. And then they don't know what to do with it when they do realize it. What are some of the things, the issues that companies really need to keep in mind when they're thinking about their customer experience? What are some of those key dimensions that ought to be top of mind for them? Yeah, well, the first thing a company needs to understand is who actually are their customers? Who comes and buys from them? Who returns 
to their place of business to to uh, continue service with them. That's that's the start. And a lot of people don't understand really who their customers are and why they buy for them and how often they come back and what they spend. So you don't have an understanding of what the value you have there and what the value of keeping it as opposed to going out and finding new customers. That sort of begs the question for me, if they're going to change their perspective on customer service and and client experience. What are the things that they, you know, a company, a business owner really needs to get right to deliver that customer experience that, you know, they really want to deliver, but maybe they're just not sure where to get started? Yeah, well, the, the starting point, as I was mentioning, is understanding who your customers are, why they come and visit you, why they do business with you. Understand what they want in terms of, of an experience. Some customers, depending on your business, they just may want fast, efficient service and get their stuff and leave. Others, it's a deeper conversation. It's explore, exploration of needs and wants and really dive into it. But you've got to understand what they want before you can start to deliver a great experience. And that's that's where it starts. And business owners can do this. It's a it's a very simple task to begin to understand who really are my customers. Pretty obvious question, perhaps. But you talked about different types of businesses, customers having different expectations of their experience. If you are the business owner, how do you even find out what is it that your customers are expecting from you? What is that baseline that you can then work to deliver over and above so that you can actually delight the customers? How do they find out? Well, you know, this this may seem like a real simple solution because it because it is. The first thing you can do is talk to your customers and ask them. Now, of course, there's plenty of firms out there that you can pay some money to and they can go out and do deep research and and give you a nice big uh, file of who your customers are and why they buy, buy from you. But I was just talking to a business owner recently and just suggested, why don't you pick up the phone and call one customer a day? And at the end of the month, you'll have talked to 30 of your or 20 of your customers. At the end of the year, you'll have talked to more than 200 customers. And I'll tell you, at that point, you're going to know who they are, why they buy from you, why they stay from with you, and what else they'd like from you. And as a baseline, you just can't get anything better than that. I think as a business owner, having, if you will, a detailed research report that you alluded to, it is wonderful, but I don't think it would have that context. I don't think it would. you would be grounded to really understand what the data is showing if you haven't even taken, taken that first basic step to, to actually talk to some of your customers. And I don't think you can delegate that. I think if it's your business, you've got to put yourself out there and you have got to really hear it directly from the people that are keeping you in business. Yeah, no, no doubt. And we look, we've all gotten reports and charts that you look at and your eyes go crosswise about, you know, five minutes into it. There, there's just nothing that that replaces talking to an actual customer. Because believe me, when you ask them, what more can I do for you? They will tell you. 
If you ask them, have we messed up? They'll tell you. And if you ask them, what do you really think of me? And here's a, here's a really important one. Would you refer your family and friends to, to me? They will absolutely tell you everything you need to know. And now you're hearing it from the horse's mouth and you can really understand what's meaningful to them. And, and John, in your experience, how often when the business owner starts to have those conversations, are they going to say, wow, I really learned something that I didn't fully appreciate versus ah, learn nothing new. They told me exactly what I already knew. This is not a stretch at all. You will learn something on every single interaction. There's just, it, it's almost a guaranteed every single time you talk to a customer, somebody's going to tell you something a little bit different. They're going to say it a little bit a different way, and you're going to learn something. And more importantly, you're going to learn how they think so you can start to adapt your business to what your customers want and how they think. And it's, it's just critically important. And you'll, you'll learn something every single time you talk to them. You know, it just reminds me of that old expression about the dangers of breathing your own exhaust. You've got to get out of your bubble. You've got to start talking to the people that are keeping you in business. And, and there's just, as you say, there is no substitute and you are guaranteed to learn, which leads, John, to my next question for you. If business owners adopt what you're, what you're advocating here, and I think it makes just tremendous sense that they do, uh, let's talk about how their business benefits from really understanding what their customer expectations are and then making the changes to their business and to their service delivery model and the whole customer experience journey. Yeah, sure. So let's so let's start with the real easy and obvious one. That is you increase your customer satisfaction. Right? And it doesn't matter where your baseline is. Every basis point of increase in customer satisfaction is going to be meaningful to your business. Maybe it's meaningful in terms of additional revenue. Maybe it's, it's beneficial in terms of reduction in churn. So acquisition costs go down because you're keeping, keeping people longer. It improves your, your brand image, the brand equity. You can reduce marketing expenses. And here's a big one that is often overlooked. Every time customer satisfaction goes up, employee satisfaction goes up as well and retention costs go down. And you know what's going on in today's world. Employee retention is more important now than it's ever been. Now, I think that that's really insightful. A big driver of the customer experience is everyone in your organization who has any touch, be it face-to-face -face or online, email, video, anyone in your company that's touching customers is going to have a material impact on the customer experience. And what I'm hearing, and you just correct me if I'm wrong, there's this feedback loop. When customers are happy, when they're expressing their joy at what you're doing for them, then as an employee, you feel much better about what you do. It lifts your performance. But likewise, as you as an employee up your game, as you are really representing the brand of that employer, of that business, as you up your game, 
customers are going to be more satisfied and you get this positive feedback loop. So it seems to me that we really have a system here and it's based on getting mutually reinforcing positive reinforcement on both ends of that spectrum. Fair? No doubt. And, and look, we've all experienced this, right? You, you've walked into a let's just say you use a retail store as an example. And there's just a vibe you feel where everybody is positive. It's energetic. It's a friendly atmosphere. And you feel good the second you walk in there. And guess what else you do? You buy. And you buy more and you return. And that's part of this whole, uh, you, just, you just said, it's a whole circle where it starts at the very top and permeates throughout the organization that customer experience, customer service is important. It's what we are going to do as a firm. And it's what I like to call, it's part of our business DNA that we just serve our customers with a smile and we take care of their problems. And when you do that, your benefit, your business will absolutely benefit. Now, we, we just talked about the business, but I don't want to leave out the business owner, the person who's going to be making the decisions, if you will, writing the checks and receiving the lion's share of the benefit from this enhancement of customer experience. So from an emotional standpoint, when a business owner, when he sees that his business is getting it right, how's that going to make him or her feel about what it is that they're doing? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, your feelings and your emotions drive everything, right? They drive your decision making, they drive your judgment. And when you feel better about the business, you make better decisions, typically. Now, what's great about this whole ecosystem of driving a great customer experience is it makes everything around the business better. And it puts a business leader, business owner's mind at ease. So they can focus on growing the business, making the business better, whatever it is they want to focus on. And they don't have to worry about a bunch of angry customers. And the emotional toll that it takes on a business leader to be always dealing with people who are mad, it just presses down on your literally on your soul every single day. When that's lifted and customers are happy, employees are happy, you can go focus on more important things in your business. And it makes a huge difference. Well, soul sucking versus spirit lifting. Seems like an easy one, right? Pretty easy choice there. So very uh, compelling argument, John, that you're making about how you have to incorporate the customer experience as part of, to quote your phrase, your business DNA. So that, that really leads me to the next part of our discussion, which is, all right, I'm persuaded, John. What is it that I should be doing to make this happen? There's a lot to it, but there's three primary steps. We already covered one of them, which is you got to understand who your customers are, you know, who they are, where they are, what they want, what they think of you. Right. So that's that's step one. The second step is you just do a good old fashioned SWOT analysis. My strengths, opportunities, weaknesses and threats. And you figure out where the gaps are. So now I've understood what my customers want, where I am. I know where this gap is. Now, my third step is I create a plan that addresses those gaps and go and execute. 
And it's really about as simple as that. And I would probably add a fourth very important step, which is continually review, revise, and repeat. Because uh, it's not linear progression in this. It's not just do it one way and last forever. You've got to change with demands of the customer. So you've got, you've got to continually look at this, revise, make changes, and move on. I don't know about anybody else. I'm inspired. Let's get at how each of us can improve the experience of our customers. We will be right back to learn a bit more about John and Tab. Are you wondering how much longer you have to grind and chase for every lead conversation and client? Would you like clients to knock on your door so you no longer have to pitch, follow up, and spam decision makers? Well, Centricity's Category 1 program uses a proven five-step process that will help you get in front of the decision makers you need by spending less time doing all the things you hate. It's not cold calling, cold email, cold outreach on LinkedIn or any other social media, or even spending money on ads, but it does have a 35 times higher ROI than any of those things leveraging your expertise and insights at your prospects and network value. The best part, even though you'll see results in 90 days, you get to work with the Centricity team for an entire year to make sure you have all the pieces in place and working so you can start having freedom of time and a life outside of your business. So email time at centricityb2b.com to schedule an 18-minute call to learn more. Welcome back, everyone. Now I'd like to find out a little bit more about John. John, I want to start with you, uh, Tab, what are the pain points that you're addressing for your target market and why do they need you to get rid of that pain? Yeah, well, the, fir the first pain point, this is a big one, and it's time. I hear that from business owners more than anything. I just don't have time and I have no balance between work and life. And this is not what I got into in owning my own business to do but I'm working all the time. So we help balance out your time, help balance out your professional and personal goals. So you achieve what you, what you started to do. That leads into a second, very important thing. And that is an accountability partner. You know, you've heard that old saying of it's lonely at the top and business owners know that better than anybody because it is their business and they typically don't have anybody to turn to. And that's where someone like me can lend a hand and have somebody that they can turn to for advice, just to talk about things and most importantly, hold them accountable to making their goals and doing the things that they know will help their business grow and thrive and profit and move on. And those, th those are the, the, the big ones your personal, your professional, and accountability. I want to understand next, John, what is it that makes you great at what you do? And, and just as a lead-in to, to make sure that our audience really understands why this is such a critical issue. Because if you don't understand what makes someone great at what they do, then everybody's going to sound the same. And when they sound the same, then they're going to come across as average. And how many of you folks out there, when you're looking to work with a vendor or with a third party, are looking to hire average 
No one. And if you are providing the service, the last thing you want to do is come across as average because then the only thing that separates you out is price. And that is not where we want to be playing. So at the end of the day, we all want to work with the best that we possibly can given the constraints of our budget. So, John, what is the answer for you? Well, the, the answer is, is this, and it, it, it may sound simple and straightforward. It's a, it's a little deeper than that. But what I do well is I ask great questions and I listen very well and build upon that. And that seems real simple, but, but it's really not. And you get to the point of asking questions. What that does is you really start to pinpoint what is the real issue? What is really going on? And where do you really need help? I do not have all the answers. I am not an expert at everything. But what I am good at is asking questions, getting down to the pinpoint, listening for the answers, and then working together with people to find a solution. I encourage everybody, go on to LinkedIn, look up John, and I think you'll be impressed at what he has achieved to date in his career. Of course, best is yet to come. But here, John, is my question to you. What would you say is the one or two sort of biggest things that have happened to you, whether it be professionally or personally, that would explain why you're now running the TAB group for Eastern Kansas? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I, I, I reflect back on all my experiences and, and, and what I've done. There's a couple of things that stand out. One of them is I worked for a very large corporation, a Fortune 10 company. And uh, one of my roles was chief of staff for the president of the company. And what that meant was, is I had to work with so many different people at so many different levels all with different agendas and different things that they wanted to get done. And I had to put them all together so that the company worked the way we wanted it to work. Right. And what I learned is what I just mentioned, how to ask great questions, how to listen, how to be patient with people and how to really search for solutions. That's something that has, has been a really, really big part of, of, of what I've learned and where my growth is, is cross-functional leadership and working with a bunch of different people. John, you've, I think, enlightened a lot of us, not just on the importance of customer experience. I think we all understand and, you know, that's nothing new, but the right way to think about it, how to incorporated into your DNA and why it's so critical that you do so. So I am sure we've got a lot of people that are going to want to reach out to you, continue that discussion, also understand a bit more about those benefits that you talked about at being part of a TAP group. So what is the best way for people to reach out and uh, continue that conversation? Yeah, Jay, the, the best way is just good old fashioned email. You can reach me at John Christie at tabeasternkansas.com. Or you can go to my LinkedIn page, which is just John Christie hyphen tab and search me up and, and drop me a note. And I would love to talk to you and, and help you help you discover the things you're looking for. Excellent. And to make it easy for everybody, we will drop 
John's contact information into the show notes. And if you're watching on video, you'll see that appear uh, on uh, during the video at this point in time. So John, outstanding, informative, uh, dare I say, even a little bit entertaining in terms of the conversation. I want to thank you for being a guest on the Best Kept Secret Show. And to my audience, let's continue to crush it out there. Until next time.